So um, I'm, for me, I'm, I'm seeing a therapist at the moment. Okay. I'm trying to norm- normalize that con- conversation because I am trying to take care of my mind. Gyms are closed, so you, you can't go gym. So yeah. you might as well use the money that you'd have used at the gym for therapy. You know, are you, are you doing your sessions like remotely? Are you remotely? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Remotely. And how um, have you found it? Very good. Challenging. Yeah. Really challenging, but very like useful. And like the stuff that I'm learning, I can actually take into what I do as well. The yeah. stuff that I've learned, they're talking to me about the worst case scenario kind of thinking. Um, combating the anxiety and treating it as a bully. You are listening to Colour Out The Box podcast. Join the conversation at Colour Out The Box on all socials. So welcome to Colour Out The Box podcast. And as always, well, I say as always, I've, I've been away for a moment. Um, I've been moonlighting, but we'll get to that later. But as always, this is Mo. And this week, joined by a returning familiar voice, yeah. that is... <laughs> I thought he was going to come in all like smooth. <laughs> ah, it's, it's, it's the new version of me, mate. Okay. Right. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. Should I do your full title, Mr. Demi Harper? Or? Yes. No, if you want to add Mr. to it, it's all good. It's all good. Like, you know, it still feels nice, you know? It sounds very official. <laughs> That's a nice ring to it. So, um, Demi, you was on the podcast previously. I can't remember what we talked about. What did we talk about? We talked about a bunch of stuff. We talked yeah. about uh, we talked about some nerdy stuff. We talked about what did we talk about? <laughs> oh yeah, we talked about introverts and extroverts. Yes, yes, we did that. We talked about can you be a moral billionaire? I remember now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and coming back. Do Do you feel your opinion has changed? probably not (laughs) I feel like I'm I'm still of the opinion that to get to a billion I think it's hard about exploiting some some people along the way yeah definitely I think so even just like uh for example like just at the lower level if you work for yourself and you have to find ways not to pay tax and stuff some people be like oh is that not is that moral is that so even that lowest level you know you have to think about stuff like that so when you're a billionaire of course you are going to find ways to see i never really thought about that it's true like tax avoidance technically you're not contributing to the to society in some ways aren't you yeah That, that you're benefiting from yeah Um, you see full circle full circle (laughs) so um do go listen to that um episode we i think the reason when we talked about it we talked about the diddy and may situation so we had a good discussion about that so welcome back demi what have you been up to how you been enjoying life (laughs) 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 you were just telling me before that you you just today left your borough. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've been I have since lockdown. I have not left this area of mine, which is top secret. Uh, yeah, redacted. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I haven't left this area since March. Since March. Um yeah. 
today is the first time I left this area and it felt so weird. My friend picked me up, but on the way back, I caught an Uber and I was just like, oh my days. But like when I was on my way back, I was just like, is, is, is lockdown canceled? Because like the people I'm seeing on road, yeah, just sitting on the wall, touching everything, getting yeah. takeout, touching all the takeout, touching dogs. <laughs> I don't um, think the touching dogs actually ever stopped, but yeah. <laughs> British exactly. people and their pets, they're just like, they don't care. <laughs> nah, nah, the pets, the pets are like godly. Um, but yeah, yeah, like I was, it was just very surreal for me. So like for me, it's been um, an interesting season. Um, I've been pretty quiet. Okay. I've been pretty quiet. I haven't put my podcast up in a while. Um, we'll, but like, we can get onto that later, the reasons why. But for me, I had to do a lot of soul searching. Um, right. Lockdown, lockdown, I found lockdown really, really hard, actually. Really okay. Hard. Well, we're going we're gonna to talk about that. We're going yeah. to get, get into all of that. Um, so, yeah, thanks for asking. Yeah, I've been okay. And... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I asked you know, because you know, like, I forget these things still, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I've been okay. I too have been venturing outside of my um, borough. Um, yeah, it was an interesting endeavor, um, <laughs> but we'll get into all of that later on. So um, first, I actually wanted to talk about what's kind of like been taking up a lot of space on the the Twitter sphere, the internet. Um, I don't know if you heard of them, like the Pinkett Smiths. <laughs> uh, that, 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 um, that Tangled stuff still. That, yeah, no. Entangled the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Entangled the book. <laughs> I've never heard, I've never seen the words entanglement written so many times. Um so if you haven't been, you know, just living in the woods with no electricity or internet, you would have heard about uh, Will Smith, um, Jada Pinkett Smith and August Alsina um, situation, yeah. shall we call it that? The, the entanglement. That's all. Just, the entanglement, like, the entanglement. yes. <laughs> it's, not relationship. It's, not, it's not cheating. It's not an open relationship. It's just an entanglement. Yeah. So all the things that we... Because there was a lot of speculation. A lot of people were talking about them being an open relationship. Mm-hmm. Then it's... But they kind of... They cleared a lot of that up. So basically, the rumours... So it's not even was a rumour. August Alsina basically told us all that he was he had been in a relationship with Jada mm. which was rumored for a long time and then Jada Jada's rep said it's not true and then Jada tweeted she's going to take herself to the red table to red, <laughs> to the red table now i i don't actually watch red table talk on a red, uh, on like a continuous basis i kind of like every now and then like i'll watch an episode or i tend to watch the clips Mm-hmm. But that one, I was like, okay, I'm watching. <laughs> yeah. So I actually watched it on Friday, I think, when mm-hmm. it came out. Me and my sister watched yeah. it together. It was only 12 and a half minutes long. But there was so much said <laughs> and so much unsaid. Yeah. I it, was, it, was, um, it was insane. Yeah. What do you think? Did you watch it? Uh, I watched it. I was, I, I just didn't care about it. it, 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 it I was seeing it all over Twitter. I was just like, I don't. Who's August? 
I don't even know who that is, you know. I'm just yeah. like, who's, and who's he? Why he sleep? Who, who, what? Who is, I've never seen this guy in my life. And then she said, I'm bringing myself to the red table. Yes. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> but I watched it. I thank God it was just 12 minutes because I could not have handled any more than that. It was painful to watch. Why was it painful for you to watch? Oh, it was just like, it looked so forced to me. Like, it just did not look, to me, it just did not look genuine. I, it just Oh, really? did not look genuine to me. It, Will Smith's anger and the, the, the expression on his face, yeah, looked genuine to me, yeah. But from her side, I was just like, I'm not buying I, not I buying thought it. Jada was very Jada. Because have you watched other mm. Red Table Talks? She she's she speaks in riddles and circles. Yeah, and I don't you know, that. Very, it's very spiritual. It's very earthy. Just it's very like healing. It, but she she like doesn't where, where you can go from like A to B. She goes to like X Y Z and then <laughs> to B. So that's how she is. And I thought she was very that. But I felt I agree with you. I think Will looked tired. Looked, I was even like look like that since Fresh Prince. Yeah. When, when the dad left. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. He looks, <laughs> he looks upset. When he, was, when he was crying and pursues Oh, when he finally yeah. gets a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I recognize that face. I recognize that expression. That's an expression of pain. I, I think so. a few people would agree with you. <laughs> um, yeah, he looked, he looked, he looked annoyed, but I don't, I think he was more, he looked annoyed for the fact that he was having to come on TV. Mm and discuss this yeah and i felt like he he was okay jada you did something that you shouldn't have done mm. yeah i don't think and also i think he wanted to make it clear that him and jada were not necessarily doing open relationship they were mm. not together like he wanted to make that very clear okay. and also he wanted to make it clear that he didn't give permission Mm-hmm. for a next man to yeah. be with his wife. So do you think that's where the... Because um, I still don't... I don't care if they're in an open relationship or not, but like that's Don't do I. That like, is completely their business. But like, um, do you think that's where the betrayal was? That it was just like... It was probably just she crossed the line in terms of it, like it being a relationship with someone or he was still... You know how this, like I say, if you, if you and uh, like a partner, um, two people separate, and then one of them finds someone and starts dating someone else, it doesn't negate the fact that the other person still has feelings. You get what I yeah. mean? So that's when I was watching. It, I was just like, okay, that's possibly what this is about. But because they were dancing around the issue so much, there's only so much I, you could say. It's still a lot. Um, there was dancing around, but. I was reading between the lines. (laughs) (laughs) So I was trying to draw like conclusions from the pauses, from the body movements and from what was not said. So (laughs) I think Will's, (laughs) yeah, from my expert analysis that is based upon no qualifications. So I think Will was more that, you know, okay, we did, you know, we have both done things. But mm. I think it was more of the sake of Will is like, I keep my women or whoever I'm doing what I'm doing with in their place. Mm. Yeah. 
NDA, you know, <laughs> everything's quiet. Yeah. Whereas you went with this, and I'm going to be honest, this young man, mm-hmm. and you've messed this up because now we've got, because you, you know, he's not, you know, I don't know whether August signed the NDA or not, but it doesn't really matter because he's talking, talking. Mm. So I think it was more was that. And also because today, I mean, this was old news. They dealt with it. Mm. And now they were having to deal with it as new news. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And if you've gone through all the counseling and all that kind of stuff, for it to be taken out of your control and to be brought yeah. to the forefront again is a difficult thing to deal with. Um, I, I can empathize in that way, you know, when you try and bury something and someone just digs it up again. Yeah. It, you have to then relive everything again. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think of some of the accusations that maybe um, Jada, what she did was in dating August or entangling with August, sorry, um, <laughs> that it was not okay, it was morally wrong? Like, what do you think about that? I I agree. Oh, I mean, he's, he's not a kid, but like... Yeah. From what I know, because I, haven't, I really haven't been following this thing as much as everyone else, but from what I've seen, with the tweets, <laughs> that's why yeah. I go on my YouTube Twitter. Uh, yeah. Like a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> that he was, he came into their kind of world through trauma. He yeah. Was, he, was, he was going through a lot. And for someone that's been going through what he did, um... And it's just a bit weird to see to see someone as your son and then start sleeping with them. Yeah, it's, I, just, I just find that very very weird. Anyway, even yeah. without even without all that, um, all the other stuff, the background stuff, like the stuff that happened with him and the trauma that he's been through, um, for you to, I mean, I'm cringing thinking about it to be having relations. Yeah. <laughs> with, with someone that you saw as a mother figure. I think that that is just, and yeah, yeah. But I think, I think it does say a lot of where August was himself mentally. And obviously Mm. we're just doing this based upon what we've seen online and what's been put out there, but he's estranged from his own mother. Um, Mm. He's, um, he also, I think he lost both of his siblings. Um, He was addicted to drugs Mm-hmm. And then the Smiths, they are such, they're, they're Hollywood royalty. They're, yeah. They are the power couple. The balance of power is so unequal in that. So it, everyone keeps on saying he's a grown man, but he was somebody that saw them both as mentor because they actually said That's in it. the interview that they both were trying to help him. That's it. And he needed that help. You know, when they said that, they even said it in unison together. Mm-hmm. And like you said, to go from a mentor mm-hmm. stroke mothering relationship into something outside of that. It's weird. It's, it's a bit, it's a bit, it, it's a bit. It. That's some dirty entanglement, man. I, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> with like dirt and it's not, it's not like, it's not like the nice kind of entanglement that you get in spaghetti, yeah? It's like, it's like <laughs> entanglement, like a mop, when a mop is tangled, or in your, 
uh, when you you have a vacuum cleaner and you're you have to empty it out, all the tangled. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's that's messy. what it, it's, it's messy. messy. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Because you know, so. I think I think about like my so there's a ten year age gap between me and my brother. Hmm. So all of his friends who are grown men now, like hmm. in their you know well into their like late twenties. Those friends, some of them I used to walk them to school, pick them up from play center. <clears throat> In my mind, they're forever going to be children. Yeah. It so, doesn't matter. So it's not so much the age gap. It's just that where we were, how the relationship, how we were introduced to the relationship. So I couldn't yeah. imagine going from mothering or helping somebody to something yeah. else. Especially because she was going through her own things of like she remember right. she said she was healing. She used him. <laughs> oh, you think she so? Him. She used him. He was available. She used him. She was going through stuff. She used him. That's from 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 the information that's you from know, the I, information put from out. The information there. that's available. I ain't no detective. I, ain't no <laughs> I don't know all the facts, but from this, if I look at this at this from a surface level, she took advantage of him because she had a need, and. She used, she had, she met, those needs were met. And then she went back to Will when everything was now, now it's come back and it's like, oh crap. Uh, yeah. He's this guy and he's now he's talking because he's hurt. That is true. That is true. Okay. Okay. Well, I feel like everyone has like really strong opinions about it. The whole situation, <laughs> the entanglement. Um <laughs> Sounds like a Nollywood film now. Yeah, everyone says like we're waiting for the Netflix special of Intangible. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I actually asked a few people what did they think, and mm. I will insert a sound clip here mm-hmm. of their thoughts. So I'm in Highbury Park on a sunny Saturday afternoon, and I thought I'd just ask some people what do they think of the Will and Jada situation. To be honest, I personally think that relationships are tricky. They've been together for 25 years, and this for me is like grown folks' business. So I'm like, let them do their thing. I think Jada was honest. Um, I think also Will, bless him, he looked uncomfortable, but I think he supported her as as her husband. But yeah, I think August is going through some things and we need to support him. Um, I think that Jada took advantage of August. She knew that he was going through a mental breakdown. He just lost his mum. I think he just found out that he was sick, I think. And he, was he in hospital at that time? I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, so I just think that, yeah, she took advantage of him and basically used him I think just to get over her relationship with Will because as soon as she was okay and and realised okay me and William what's his name William? William no. you know just Will just Will, Will. <laughs> no I'm calling him William <laughs> no, like that when she realised okay look what I've missed out on like I need to get back with Will she realised alright let me just forget about what's his name August and go back she, he was basically her rebound I think because she got someone when he's low and like he got to the point where he felt that he absolutely loved her and to the point that he thinks he would die, he's happy to die today and he's oh. lived his life. Yeah. Um, 
and she caused an entanglement. So I just think she took massive advantage. And also, Will and um, Will and Jada, ha, that was the biggest PR trained speech red table I've ever seen. Yeah, definitely. I feel like she went in it with the intent to help him. Yeah, no, to assist him, and then things just developed. I don't know. He might have taken her trying to help him as affection and love and then things just developed he might have you know approached her whatever might have happened and she wasn't in a good place as well so i feel like that situation just happened out of the current the circumstances at the time um and this isn't the first story but we've heard with will and will and um, jada being like open in open relationships okay so demi mm. Over to you. Mm-hmm. What are we gonna talk about next? <laughs> we are gonna talk about being a black creative. Yes, let's talk about it. This is a good time to talk about because I feel like everybody is maybe some people are moving into that space, some people are trying to figure mm-hmm. out what they're doing. So yep. it's a good conversation to have. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think it's it. um it's it's a t- it's a theme that's always quite relevant because yeah being a black creative has always been being a creative in general is difficult but being a black creative is another level mm. and um with a lot that's going on like black people are where again on the headlines and all that kind of stuff and um i even the, with all that's, that's happening all the negative stuff that we're hearing um i i think it is the best time to be a creative in general and to be a black creative as well so are you referring to basically the i i don't know the awareness of um blackness because of like mm-hmm. black lives matter yes, exactly. and because i've spoken i spoke about this being um the stereotypes of being a strong black woman mm. and, and we briefly touched upon this hyper visibility all of a sudden of like black yeah. people mm-hmm. um within the uk especially mm-hmm. so all of a sudden they're like oh there's there's black people that live on this island too yeah. so <laughs> so yeah so i get what you're saying there so there yeah. so there and there does seem to be i don't know a demand um a- for especially black creatives right now yeah I think the, the the demand was always there, but right. there hasn't been the spotlight wasn't on it. Okay. So um, it was really really hard from my side of things for me to maybe collaborate with other black creatives for the branding that I do. Um, okay, but now yeah. the spotlight is on black people building their community. It's become a lot easier, and people are more open to that kind of thing, mm. and they're more open to buying black as well, and more open to partnering with black whereas before they wouldn't have gone out of their way to do that as much yeah does that make sense you know but like also where where i think we're in a good place and my hope for it is that it continues because one thing i have to be very very honest about is that like when you look online and stuff i'm not saying that black men aren't doing anything but I find that black women are really, really owning the space that they have at the moment. Everywhere you look is a black woman selling hair, selling hair products, selling dresses, just being very, very entrepreneurial. And that's really, really, really good to see because some pe- people see black women deal with a lot of stuff and deal with like being the angry black woman and all that kind of thing. And despite that, to see black women succeed online, um, that, that girl that she sold, she made a million 
by re- what, what product was it? Was it hair products? Oh. I can't remember what it was. She released some products and um, overnight she made, was it like a million or something like that? Because black people, we need our stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Um, right now, black people are finally taking the position that they should be in. Okay, cool. All right. So there's this um, thing I saw on Twitter um, of uh, when I talk about owning spaces, there's a woman that's basically she sells um, products like yam and plantain and all that kind of okay. stuff. Okay. And um, she was at a market and she had, she was, she had a very good spot at the market, but because of the competition, I don't hate Asian people, but like <laughs> the Asian food stall um, mm-hmm. owners saw the competition and pushed her to a spot in the market where there's no visibility. Right. Okay. You see what I mean? So, but these are the products that come from our community. Yeah. And we should be the ones selling them, you know? So right now people are realizing that we actually should be taking ownership of these things, like the hair products and the head wraps and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And people are solving specific problems and they're owning the space. I think it's a really good, I think it's despite all the stuff that was going on, I think it's actually a very, very good time to be a creative. So what do you, so this is slightly off on a tangent. What did mm-hmm. you think of um, the recent Black Pound Day? Yes. Um, that um, happened, I think, what I don't remember the date exactly. It was about mm-hmm. a week or a couple of weeks ago um, mm-hmm. where it was basically encouraging us to spend money within with black mm-hmm. businesses. Yeah. What do you think of that? I think it's brilliant. I think it's mm. such a good thing. And it's been a long time coming because everyone's been saying buy black, buy black, buy black. Yeah. Okay. Well, do people actually do it? So it's like our, our own kind of black Friday where we actually buy black. Mm. And it's if hopefully, and it's a, what I like about it is that it's not just one day. It's like a monthly thing. The yeah. next one is in August. So it's like, oh, okay. I thought it was yeah. a one off. Nah, it's a, they're going to continue doing it. As far as I know, the next one's in August, beginning of August. One of the things that I liked about it was that it it opened my eyes to I don't know how to describe it um, businesses that were less kind of like obviously black. So you know, like things mm-hmm. that you're talking about, the food mm-hmm. and like um, beauty products and hair products. Those is like yes, okay, great. Um, it's it's great to buy from black owned but but also I'm looking for other services like mm-hmm. an accountant a lawyer a mechanic mm-hmm. a tradesman mm-hmm. you know basically everything within everything. your life um, that you purchase or you buy services from yeah. that you should be you should be able to have the choice and I'm not saying mm-hmm. that I I'm of course I'm gonna buy from like non-black businesses mm-hmm. I have to of course I will do but it's good to have visibility of those businesses as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, I think there's like, didn't, um, this was more in the States, but Beyonce, didn't she release like a... Um, a list. A list of black businesses as well, which was really she good She actually listed a um, bookshop that's in Finsbury Park. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, Beacon Books. Um, it's one of the few um, and black, like, um bookshops mm. in uh, in the country and oh, wow. that was listed on their on her wow. website which i thought wow. was a good endorsement that's yeah. really nice yeah yeah 
So, think, yeah, so, so sorry, I took you off on no, the tangent. No, yeah. no, no, it's still related because um, that brings me on to the thing that I am very obsessed with problem solving. Yes. And, um, and that's what I like to teach like my clients to do, to solve a problem. And when they're trying to target a specific audience, you need to find a problem that they want solved. And when you're talking about a specific audience, like looking into your black community and the problems that you can solve for your black community is a very effective way to actually run business. Because some people, there's this whole thing of, um, there's a stigma attached to black business that black is kind of cheaper or less quality. And I just feel like I just do not like that kind of narrative um, because there are some very, very talented people that are doing great work as well in the black community. It's Um, funny because me and my friends, um, so we have like a kind of like a WhatsApp group and also we do Zoom calls like once mm. every like a couple of weeks or so. And one of the talks was about black businesses because we have some women in the group that are black business owners. Mm. And it was an interesting discussion because we talked about that. We talked about um, maybe the expectation is that you know the service or the quality won't be as good Mm -hmm. um so the black business owners were like okay but also the expectation from customers is quite high so it was interesting hearing it from both sides Mm -hmm. um but i said that i think one of the things that we need to kind of take out of it sometimes is that familiarity Mm -hmm. of oh, I'm buying, because I'm not going to just buy from your business just because it's a black business. I still expect quality. I still expect a great service or a great product at the end of it. Um, But I will go out of my way to try your business because it is a black business, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. For me, who helps like people launch businesses, so a lot of the time they need a website. And for me, before I go anywhere else, I am looking for black web developers. Right, because I I I want to keep it in my community. Yeah. Know? So there might be a developer in like Lagos, for example, that I could give an op- opportunity to, or there might be someone here in London that I could give an opportunity to. Mm. You know, but th- these people exist, but we haven't really made that much effort to look for them until now because the spotlight is on us right now. Yeah. So back to being a black creative, like mm. talk me through, like what does that mean to you and why is the time now? I'm just going to close my window. So do you keep talking. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, then. All right. So while she closes her windows, I'm going to talk about being a black creative. No, I'm joking. Um, but being a black creative, um, what it means to me is that I can build a community and um, I can solve problems for that community. Um, it's not all about, yeah, it's great. We need accountants. We need doctors. We need lawyers we need all that kind of stuff but that stuff is is expected of us yeah where from like from our upbringing and stuff especially when you come from like an african household what's a designer (laughs) yes you know what (laughs) is that so like but that because of that kind of a lot there's a lot of people doing like the academic kind of stuff i'm not saying academic people aren't creative Mm. but there's um there's a space that hasn't really been occupied as much because a lot of people are doing academic stuff um and being a black creative, you can, I think for me, it's about building a community of those people that collaborating. I'm very big on collaboration. And if okay. I, if I can find black content writers 
black illustrators, black, um, black journalists, black videographers and stuff like that. That's a community and we can help each other out, you know, and that's how we build, that's how we build that kind of society that we've all been dreaming, dreaming about together with the accountants. Yeah, that utopia, that, that Wakanda, you know, <laughs> and everything, Don't get me started on that. <laughs> you know what, everything that we need, we have everything that we need, mm. but we need to give everybody, everybody a chance. And I feel like black creators have not been given a chance up until now. Um, because a lot of like people are coming out and they're being so creative with the stuff that they're coming up with. I'm like, wow, this is really, really impressive stuff. And it's, it's, I think the time is now, really. So how how what does that look like for you then in terms of, is it a case of us doing things by ourselves or is it a case of collaboration with like these big organisations? Like mm-hmm. what, what do you see how think- things like are going to be shaping up? Things are going to be shaping up because, um, God willing, the spotlight remains on us. Mm. We're given the, um, the, I don't want to use the word attention. I'm going to use the word attention. Word. Yeah. I think it's worth it. fair. They, we haven't been looked at in a positive way for a long time. Mm. And we've been seen as people that complain a lot and not being taken seriously. Now we're being taken very seriously. And, um, like there are a lot of opportunities that might come to us. So if we take Black Pound Day, for example, if we're looking at corporations and all that kind of stuff, what are corporations doing in order to kind of acknowledge Black Pound Day? If you see what I mean. Yeah. Because we have Black History Month, yeah. Um, it's, 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 there's already opportunities in that. But like one day a year, mm. that's, that's not enough. You see what I mean? And it's not taken seriously, but now people are taking us more seriously. Black Pound Day, you can go and teach, go like if you're a public speaker and you or you know about like the econ- economic side of things, why Black Pound Day is so powerful. And if it continues being something that keeps going and going and going, it's going to draw a lot of media attention and all that kind of stuff. And your the company that you work for, there's no reason why they can't use to acknowledge that. I that's, think I, I I probably take a more simplistic view in terms of right now, it just makes for a lot of big companies and corporations, it makes economic sense to yeah. um, look for black creatives because they're being called out on where mm-hmm. they don't have any yeah. um, or where they're trying to do things um, about black people. Mm. And they are coming off as tone deaf or mm-hmm. as, and you know, not very knowledgeable about the black experience. So rather than trying to just put out what they think the black experience is, they're actually going out and asking, you know, or looking for black talent to actually understand that and do that work because it's not enough to just. I think as what they did a few weeks ago, just to put up a black square. It was just like, mm. okay, that's great. You put a black square on your social <laughs> media. What's next? Mm-hmm. How are you supporting the black people in that's your organization? It. How do you that's support it. your customers? That kind of mm. thing. And I think one of the good things is that customers, they do ask questions and they expect more. That's it. So that's yeah, it. so I think it's just more of an economic push as to why companies for some reason Mm -hmm. are wanting to do more now and that's the thing like especially if we focus on like the black creatives a lot of companies steal from black creatives 
and they've yes. gotten away with it. If yes. we look at Fortnite, yeah, the dancers in that game are for a lot of them are from black people. Yeah. You see what I mean? So like the Carlton dance, they tried to use the Carlton dance and Alfonso was like, nah, you ain't using it without my permission. <laughs> but that's the yeah. sort of thing that they will do. If you like there's some I think I saw a makeup brand that was that they took the the visuals of a, there's a girl that used to take trap music and I, I don't I don't know about makeup but yeah. like this black girl yeah she she synced it with the songs and she used visual special effects to show the transitions between yeah I've watched her stuff. yeah another company just used her idea and just took it and it's like do you think I would say but what do you think as somebody that works with like brands and creatives how what would you say to that in terms of do you think there's maybe something in there about why are we not capitalizing on our content on our talents and should we be surprised if someone else sees like a good idea and like monetize monetizes it what, think, what do you say to that i think we we don't hold the stuff our creativity as close to our hearts until someone has taken advantage of it and um i feel like that's something if you have if you've ever created something i'm saying this to myself too look into the like the um ownership rights of it and the um the law behind you know the copyright laws and everything like that and see how you can protect your intellectual property a lot of us we don't protect our intellectual property and that's how we get taken advantage of um because we just don't know any better but if if you're a creative and you've you're releasing a product, please 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 talk to a lawyer. Uh, intellect. Uh, pro- I don't know what kind of lawyer it would be, um, but someone that can give you the kind of advice to kind of keep your product safe. Mm. Um, because I guarantee you, this uh, the, in, the industry is is very cutthroat. And if they can steal an idea, they will. Let's look at Instagram. Hmm. <laughs> I was gonna say Instagram. I feel like is literally. Tiffs. well it's just a pool of like information and ideas and not everyone credits everybody and you know take (laughs) take stuff takes content repost it it's it's a continuous kind of like area of thievery if you ask me but it is what it is so I'm always kind of like I I think I'm even a bit more wary in terms of like what I put out even on my socials, um, if mm. it doesn't have like my like information on it or watermark mm-hmm. or something, yeah, to link yeah. it back to me. So, but yeah. I think more people maybe need to be cautious of that. Yeah, yeah. I still enjoy be creating things, but yeah. like I think we need to look like be you know it's like it could potentially be something that we could be able, be able to make money a lot of money from. And if I go back to the dances, um, like people that have made money from those dances because you can buy it in a video game. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. the person that thought of dance in the first place isn't getting a penny from it. And it's like, okay. But I don't know what, if you can copyright a dance. I think you can copyright a routine to, yeah. uh, to a certain Choreography. point. Choreography, yeah, I yeah. think you can. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, but speak to an expert about it. This is why we need that kind of creative community as well as the, we need a whole community of people that can collaborate because you can, we should be able to go to a lawyer, a black lawyer and be like, Oh, is this, how, what do you advise? What's, what's your, what are your thoughts on this? Exactly. Exactly. 
I, I wanted to bring up, I don't know if you saw it recently, there was, um, do you know Kylie, well, I'll say, do you know Kylie Jenner? She mm-hmm. um, wore a dress by mm-hmm. a brand, let me see, I I'm on her page, I don't think she tagged it, but she wore this dress and then yeah. it was by a um, black-owned brand mm-hmm. and she didn't tag the brand. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's like an obligation for her to have like tagged the brand on her socials or do you think it's, you know? Nah, I don't think it is. I don't think it's an obligation for her to tag the brand. Because there was a lot of people getting quite angry that, you know, she's taking advantage of a... She bought it, didn't she? Yeah, she did purchase it. She wasn't giving it. I mean, if it was a thing of like, oh, it was like sponsored and she didn't tag them then it'd be like okay great but like if if she bought it if i go and buy something from h&m i'm not tagging h&m in every post that i see because i'm wearing their shirt yeah. or if i'm wearing nikes i'm not tagging nike if i let's even take it down to the to art uh, to if i went to buy um if i went to buy a shirt from a black owned company it's mm. my choice whether i tag that company or not because um if i wear the shirt and I don't tag them. I've, I've, I've already invested in your company. I've <laughs> bought the shirt. But yeah. if I wanted to go the extra mile, you know, it's, it's a nice thing to see. And she did go, she, in the end, she did tag them. But like, yeah. Um, but like, if it's, it's, if she didn't, I wouldn't have batted an eyelid because it's just like, but why is it, why does she have to? She doesn't have to. And they're called um, Loud Brand Studios. That's the brand. Yeah. She, she didn't have to. I felt. I think it was a bit. Of, I think there was. This is why <laughs> Twitter news is always like you know you have to take it with a pinch of salt because they're saying that she disabled comments on it or something like that, and people were angry think, that she disabled I think, comments. I think that's genuinely how most of her comments are. Yeah, that's it. People <laughs> just people just see that. And they're like, oh my gosh, she's she's yeah. she's taking advantage of us again. They take her. <laughs> I do think they take our black men, but like. <laughs> <laughs> um, no comment. I probably, I probably did. I probably did moved on to something else, but I, I don't know. This is all Twitter. I don't know the facts. Yeah. In it. Uh, but like you know, she already bought the product. That's her investing in that. Yeah. So I mean, we don't need. We don't. It's nice for her to have tagged the person, but she. That means she should be tagging everyone else's stuff. That I, she, it's funny because the brand themselves didn't actually complain. They were really happy. Yeah. Um, they, cause you know, they, I think their Instagram followers like tripled like overnight. Mm. So they were super happy, but I think, um, and I think to be fair, I, as you said, to a point we're so sensitive to having our content, our intellectual property, mm-hmm. our design stolen that even mm-hmm. when it's, when it's maybe not that we're still yeah. hypersensitive to it being yeah. that so every and mm-hmm. everybody wants to support and push like black owned businesses so i think it was people wanting to support the brand um but maybe maybe should have like held fire just for a moment <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe just a bit. yeah. so um, in terms of like right now, Demi, like what would mm. be maybe like your free kind of like top like tips or free things to focus on as a black creative? Uh, ooh, good question. Three things to focus on. First off, please get a brand strategy sorted. Yeah. I will never shut up about brand strategy because you launch a business. Most businesses fail. 
And that's because they do not have a plan. They just want to go get a cheap logo, get a template website and feel like they're going to be a millionaire. Sorry. Oh my gosh, shots fired. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine to get those. It's fine to get those if you have a strategy and your strategy, a template website and a cheap logo is there. But like, if you don't have a strategy, you don't know what's your customer. You don't know your customers. You don't know your audience. You don't put yourself in the shoes of your audience. It's just buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. You're not relating to people. Mm. You're not being consistent. You don't know what you want to push out. You just know you want to start a company because it sounds nice. Like, no, get a strategy sorted. You have to get a strategy done first. Okay. Otherwise, you're set up to fail. Um, One second, strategy. Yeah. Secondly, um, collaboration is better than competition. Right. I'm not saying competition is wrong. I'm, friendly competition is fun, and sometimes it can be a good thing. Toxic competition is not fun. <laughs> Okay. So there's this thing that I don't know if I'm the only one, and it's something that I like, admittedly have to fight myself, is when I see another Black person succeeding that probably does the same thing as me or they're, mm. they're do, doing something great. And there's a part of me that is like kind of a bit of a hater or it's kind of like, ah, like part of me that is a bit like mm, turning my nose up at it. But I have to fight that person and go out of my way to support that person. If so, right. there's someone else that if there's something someone else that does the same thing as me, and I'm like, oh, I do this. Like, do you not, do you feel that that is a driver for you to maybe like do like more, like work harder or do better, or do you feel like you said, is it that tinge of like jealousy? Does that um, I do think I do think there is a tinge of jealousy, yeah. um, but. Uh, it's like what you do with that feeling. So mm. if I use someone that does branding as well, there's a lot of people that do branding. Um, I could either sit back and not do anything and stare at them and be like, oh, I do this thing. This is not special. Meanwhile, they're making money. Um, yeah. Or I could collaborate with them as well. I could not be threatened by them. And I could collaborate with them and be like, look, we both talk about, we both do the same thing. Let's collaborate somehow. Let's mm. do, let me go on a guest blog or let's, you come on my podcast or, let's do something let's try and solve a problem together you see what i mean like collaboration is always i think collaboration is better than competition and that's the way to kind of drown out that gremlin that makes you kind of jealous or insecure okay that's an interesting way of looking at it it's um it's something that i've never really thought about because i when i see someone doing what i do but maybe like succeeding or doing better than me that mm. really gives me the push because I'm just like, okay, it's possible. So mm. I need to push myself a little bit harder. Yeah. So I turn that into motivation, but yeah. I've never thought to, okay, let me collaborate with them. So that's something yeah. definitely that I start to think about now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So number three. Number three, um, there's no point doing all of, all of the stuff that you do if you're not in a good place mentally right okay you could make all the money in the world you could be very popular on twitter or instagram but um if your mind if you're not of sound mind um all of that could come crashing down so um i for me i'm i'm seeing a therapist at the moment i'm trying to normalize that conversation because i am trying to take care of my mind 
gyms are closed, so you, you can't go gym. So yeah. you might as well use the money that you'd have used <laughs> at the gym for therapy. You know, are you, are you doing your sessions like remotely? Are you remotely? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Remotely. And how um, have you found it? Very good. Challenging. Yeah. Really challenging, but very like useful. And like the stuff that I'm learning, I can actually take into what I do as well. The yeah. stuff that I've learned, they're talking to me about the worst case scenario kind of thinking, um, combating the anxiety and treating it as a bully standing up to the bully and stuff like that that kind of stuff is going to help you yeah when you're doing what you're doing like for, we were talking about running a podcast and running a podcast is a huge commitment and Definitely. Um, you know content is a huge commitment today i have to schedule my content for the week and it can be a bit much so you have to know like you know how much your mind can really really take and it's actually okay to it's okay you're going to have down days and stuff but you need to have a support system for yourself yeah I think it's actually quite a good um thing in saying you spend money for the gym Mm. so on your physical well-being so why not you know and people even some other people then spend money on say like meal prep or like healthy Mm. eating so we're willing to invest there from a physical yeah. perspective so why don't we do it for our mental well-being as well it's easily like you said mm-hmm. let's normalize it it's very normal to say i have a gym membership yeah. or i have a pt yeah so why can't it be very mm-hmm. normal to say maybe your pt is for um mm-hmm. you know personal therapists you know yeah maybe even pt is better because i know some people will say oh but my gym is cheap it's like 15 pound a month yeah, yeah but if you have a pt it's not i don't know if it's 15 pound yeah, a month bro exactly. so like um like that same kind of thing i'm not saying don't have a pt but yeah. if you're not if you, you have the money for a pt and your mind isn't right please go and yeah. take care of your mind because your mind affects your physical you could have especially like with the climate we're in now a lot of us we're having physical symptoms because our mind isn't right in yeah. in our mind gives us muscle aches and stuff like that because we're stressed. So like you can't be stressed all the time and then wonder why your leg is painting you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you don't know where, you don't know where it's coming from. It's probably, in, it's probably your mind. Yeah. You're not a machine. So no, I completely agree with that. There's an organization called, um, I think it's called black minds matter. Mm. Um, so I'm going to put the information in, the podcast description because they're all about normalizing therapy for black people and also helping people to connect to a um for black therapist or therapist of color so yeah Ah, that's really good are you looking them up yeah yeah i'm looking them up (laughs) (laughs) um there's um also a website called b-a-a-t-n uh, find it helps you find a black African and Asian therapist. Yeah, because I think I think for me that has always been it's just that initial kind of like um, mm. okay who would I even speak to? So whenever whenever I've spoken to people about being in therapy, the first thing I ask them is why you know was mm. there a reason, and then the second thing I ask them is how did you find your therapist? Yeah, because I think a lot of people just don't even know where to start. They don't, they don't. Yeah. But you, every you ha- we have search engines all over the place. Instagram yeah. is a search engine. Facebook yes. is a search engine. Twitter is a search engine. YouTube is a search engine. So like, 
you can go on Instagram right now and type in black therapist and you you find you find me. Yeah. Okay. I, I I know someone. Her name is Sarah Glenn. I'm, I'm plugging her. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I'm plugging her. She's very good, and you know she's a friend of mine. And she's on Instagram, um, and she has this thing called uh, um, Mankind Monday, and okay. it's about men taking care of themselves. And you know you have mankind, so like. Um, on Monday, she spe- specific, specifically targets men. Um, I'll try and find her um, Instagram. JG, yeah, her Instagram is JG Wellbeing. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll if you send it to me, I'll again, I'll put a link in the description. Sure thing. I'll Mankind send it Monday, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Let's be kind to our men. Let's, let's do it. No, they're not always kind to us. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we, we caught up in entanglements and, and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, let's take a moment and we'll be right back. Okay, after that short commercial break, we are back. <laughs> You know what's so funny? It's like I feel like the listeners will just never know like what we do on the break. Like <laughs> we were just having a mini dance off, me and Demi, for no reason. <laughs> no reason. <laughs> just because. Yeah, why not? Yeah. So yeah. um one of the things that I actually wanted to talk about was um life after lockdown Ooh. and what are we doing? Because you know what's so funny? I was thinking so end of last year, I did a pod, which was the, um, I did an episode, an end of year review. Mm-hmm. And we talked about all the things that we had planned for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh now. Oh gosh. <laughs> We're like, so silly. <laughs> so, you know, it's like travel, do this, do that, you know, things. So, and yeah. all of those plans have gone out of the window. Mm-hmm. So um, I was going to like travel, obviously I couldn't do that um I was also my job I'm actually without a job at the moment I've actually not said that out loud on the pod (laughs) so so basically I was on furlough Mm. and then unfortunately because of the whole um you know pandemic and financial situation um the company that I worked for had to make a number of cuts so I was all of a sudden for the first time in my working career. So if I think back from when I first started working, I was 16. Mm. It was the first time that I've not had a job. I've mm. always had a job. So I've moved from job to job. I've never yeah. left a job and taken a break. I've always worked. So this is the first time in like my adult life that I'm not working. So I was just like, oh, Wow. What, what what do I do now? <laughs> and I was ready to just like jump back into the job market and look mm. for a job. But obviously it's quite, it's quite challenging right now in terms yeah. of all of, you know, all companies and organizations are going through quite some hard times and making some tough decisions regarding mm. their teams. So the job market obviously is not looking great. So I was just like, okay, maybe this is a time to almost make a new plan mm. and think about different things for the future. And with the easing yeah. of lockdown, I was just like, okay, let me, let me have a think. 
what mm. what do I want to do? What does post lockdown life feel like? No. Do I see myself working five days a week, um, mm. forty plus hours? I'm shaking my no, head. Dear. No, I can't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so all of those kind of like questions are in my mind. How about yeah. you? Yeah. Wow. Um, I think you know what. It's only when you you asked before prior to this podcast where you put it down and you said life after life after lockdown. I was just like, you know what? I've been trying to just survive every day that I forgot yeah. about post lockdown. That's very um, real, though. That's very yeah. real. Like just getting through the week is an achievement. It's a, it's a huge achievement. Every Friday, I'm just like, wow, thank God, we made like, it. Yeah. We made it, man. We made it. And I look back on the start of lockdown and I'm just like, wow. I've been we've been through a movie. And it has. Like, I think I was just the other day I was saying, um, I was saying to my girlfriend, like, what I want to go to Disneyland. Really and I've never I've never wanted to, I've never been to Disneyland. And I've some that's that's something I've never done, and I never thought I'd want to go to Disneyland. You just had the urge all of a sudden. Basically, I was watching. I was watching Blackish, and they went on Disneyland. They went to Disneyland, <laughs> and I was just like, you know what? I never went to Disneyland, and everyone's just like, what? You ever been to yeah. Disneyland? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I've never been. I'm just like, you know what? I want to go to Disneyland just to say I've done it. Yeah. You know. Um, but I think that's really real. I think because people, including myself, you know, this whole pandemic, um, you know, you've either gone through you've either been affected by the virus directly either you've had it mm. or someone's close to you has had it mm. some people have experienced you know where they've lost loved ones as well mm. or it's the financial impact so we talked about black creatives i know yeah. a lot of my friends are creatives and they have been so hard hit by this because a lot of them yeah. are like freelancers yeah and um, so in terms of like furlough it wasn't really applicable to them and mm. it was the realization of okay what government assistance you were able to access mm. so everybody's been affected by this in some way yeah. I don't think anyone can say they haven't and mm. you're kind of now thinking about you know what I want to do that or I mm-hmm. haven't done that so why don't I yeah. try it you know yeah and you know what's so f- funny you mentioned like the creators that when this first started I was just like the creators this is why I'm so big on I'm so big on strategy because yeah. if you if you run a creative business and you look at your strategy, you're not you're gonna go beyond the service you're providing. So mm-hmm. if I use like a photographer, for example, photographers got hit because people weren't meeting up. So it's like, okay, what am I gonna take pictures of? Who's gonna hire me? But if a photographer in this strategy had a photography course to teach people how to take photography, yeah. that could have been a stream of income. You mm-hmm. see what I mean? So this kind of opens people's eyes that you know you d- can't predict what's gonna happen in the world and for me, for me personally, Demi, um, I am trying to think more long term, right. um, post lockdown, long term, how I can generate different streams of income, take full advantage of my gifts and turn that into something that helps people, um, right. whether it be a book, um, whether it be a course or whatever it is. I just really want to stretch what's this mind, like I've, my God given like skills and um just really do that and go to disneyland <laughs> so <laughs> so going to disneyland because of um what did you say blackish 
Because <laughs> I watched Blackish and I was like, yeah. I want to go to Disneyland. It looks fun. Okay. I don't like roller coasters, but I want to go and take a uh, picture with Mickey. You know what? I think it gets to a certain age where roller coasters, it just doesn't do it for you. I the last time I was on a roller coaster was, gosh, maybe, uh, maybe like four years ago. And I was so ill. I just was like, oh, <laughs> no. this is not for me. <laughs> I, after that, I went on the teacups, you know, like the teacups. <laughs> And I was like, this is more my speed. <laughs> That's my kind of ride. That's my kind of ride. This I hate heights. <laughs> hate heights. I, I, I ain't like, going on no roller coasters. I just, it's not for me. <laughs> so what, so what is like your post kind of like lockdown life? Like, is it, is it a case of trying to get back to that, you know, how things were before? Or do you see, see yourself going off in a, like a new direction? Um, I am taking aspects of the old into the new okay. i'm the sort of person that doesn't that i would never want to be the the person i was before lockdown never that person is unrecognizable i don't know that person this right. demi that you heard before um and the demi that you're hearing now are two completely different people because but i remember when we did the podcast obviously that was pre-lockdown yeah and yeah. i remember when we came in a zoom call i was like oh i haven't seen you in ages and i was like oh yeah i haven't seen you since we last <laughs> but it's funny that in that time you feel that you've changed as a person yeah i've totally changed as a person um but there are things i do want to do um at the moment the reason why i haven't released any um podcast episodes mm. is because my mind wasn't there because my mind was elsewhere um i wasn't in a good place so i couldn't give people good content right. um but what i'm doing now i am actually going to rebrand the thing and um really really put everything together and soon um soon like you'll see something i'm working on something a little something exciting Uh, yeah it's it's exciting times ahead exciting times ahead you know i'm very very i'm being i'm looking fair fair in the face and approaching it and um being very very more aggressive to get the stuff that i want okay yeah that's really good yeah i feel like for me i like you t- yeah. as well i feel like i've changed quite a lot in the, um, mm. the last like three and a half months so yeah. i think about like when i first went into furlough i was like okay this is just temporary situation we'll be back in the office soon and then the realization that actually probably won't be going back to the office anytime soon then i'm going back like, 2021 oh really? yeah see to to the point now where even if I was to get a new job where I have done some interviews I have been asking like you know can I work remotely is Mm. there flexibility do you need me in the office every day um because to be honest this time of having to adjust and reflect has made me really think about okay work was quite a central part of my life where Mm. it still will be because I still need to pay my bills um but there is so many other things that I haven't done so Mm. you know I want to get plants you know (laughs) I don't want to go to Disneyland but there are definitely places I want to go to um I want to travel more around Africa Mm. and I don't want to just say Africa because you know <laughs> it's a continent. <laughs> but, but we know do, what you're talking about. But we I do. I want to. I, I want to explore like different countries mm. within um, within Africa, not just going to Nigeria where I'm mm. from, but also going to different parts um, of Africa as well. So going to East Africa, South Africa. Yeah. 
um, central and just understanding more of the culture. Um, yeah. So it's really, it's really been a, I have, again, like you, I've really thought about, okay, things are really different now and I want to actually do things differently. Yeah. Um, because I think this has kind of, kind of like taught us like a lot of things are not promised. Yeah. Um, and also a lot of things that you thought mattered actually don't actually matter. Mm-hmm. There was That's a true. lot of things that I was thinking, oh, I never had time to do anything, but I filled my time with a lot of frivolous and non-essential things. So mm. now that we've had to concentrate and even our movements have been restricted, it has, it's meant that I've had to be a bit more creative of how I spend my time. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that, you know, you're going to do that you weren't allowed to do, that you couldn't have, you didn't have the time to do before, but now yeah. you have time on your hands. Like, is there anything that you're specifically going to do? So I think the big one for me is um, just talking to other black women in mm. my industry and actually yeah. spending some time getting to know people yeah. and knowledge sharing and networking mm. I'm really, really like focusing more on that. And then there's so many things. So I do photography. Mm-hmm. You know, I do a bit of photography, obviously with the podcast. I just want to actually just dedicate some actual time to really develop some of those um, um, creative skills. Yeah. So oh, things that are not necessarily like money generating, but mm-hmm. more just kind of like about, I don't know, just having fun. Yeah, and doing something mm. that I enjoy. It doesn't have That's to it. always. I think sometimes it's because um, you know when I when we first went into lockdown, everyone was like, if you don't come out of lockdown with like a new skill or talent, oh, you're please. you are a yeah. waste of space. And oh, I felt on. pressure. <laughs> How about coming out of lockdown alive and well? I was. How like, about that? I'm just trying to get up. <laughs> I'm trying to go to the supermarket without touching anybody. I'm trying to, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to do these kind of things, like. So I'm now, and I also I feel sometimes there's pressure to have a hobby that generates money. Mm. Whereas yeah. it can't just be, I just like doing this. Because like with the podcast, everyone's like, oh, why do you do it? Like, how much money do you make? And I'm like, let me tell you how much money I spent. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a millionaire of this, trust me. <laughs> Is that um, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll talk about that off air, but yeah, um, yeah, let's talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll talk about <laughs> off air, yeah, never that exposed. So, um, post lockdown, so for <laughs> Color Out the Box podcast, this is actually, I'm actually going to move the podcast into um, seasons, mm. and so we're going to close this season. Um, I know, and gonna take a break and we're back with the new season of content and the reason why I'm doing that is to take a little bit of pressure off myself because as once you know uh you know many a scholar has said I can't come and die and (laughs) (laughs) very wise scholar yeah many scholars said (laughs) so I just was like, okay, rather than like stressing myself, why don't I move into seasons? And then I can really concentrate on quality content rather than mm. um, quantity. quantity. Yeah. So it will be, you know, I th- I'm looking at maybe like 10 episodes in this season 
and it'll be very specific content which I'm going to take time to plan and you know people that I'm going to mm-hmm. talk to as well so Brilliant. I, I think it's going to be really good and but we still have the blog so do go visit mm-hmm. coloroutthebox.com for loads of content and I'm looking for contributors so if you want to like write or put together a post contact me just um, email coloroutthebox at gmail.com and I'd love to, as Demi said, collaborate. Collaborate. I'll be happy to contribute to you. Oh, so. great. I'd love that. There's loads of yeah. things you can talk about. <laughs> hey, I can talk. I can talk to talks. I know. Oh, that's <laughs> so, why I'm on this thing. <laughs> so, Demi, what's like your like post-lockdown life kind of like looking at? So you're going to relaunch your podcast, the Demi yeah. Harper podcast. What else? Yeah. Um, I am going to continue posting um, valuable content on my Instagram. I'm at, at the moment, my Instagram, I post pretty much every weekday. And I give a lot of practical advice about starting a brand and launching a brand. So I'm going to continue doing that. Yeah. Um, there's a video series I started called Diary of a Black Creative, where I just talk, give an honest opinion about being a black creative. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I um, haven't I've only watched done that yet. I've done one episode. <laughs> okay. what kind of, yeah. Let's talk about that. What kind of things do you cover? Oh, so. I cover everything. So like I cover basically the last, the first episode was just kind of introducing the concept, but I'm going to talk yeah. about, you know, working with black people. I'm going to talk about being a black, I, I spoke about working. I spoke about being a black creative in the industry. Um, the fact that like, it's hard to find black, black stock photography that isn't cheesy. Um, yeah. and stuff like that yeah very hard to do that you know what? And very it's, specific stuff yeah can I just say about stock photography because yeah go I, I got very deep into this and I feel like we <laughs> have a conversation about this <laughs> but even to find photography of black people you can't always even put in black people say like no. I don't know walking the dog you, I, I found that I have to put African-American yes you have to put African-American yeah yeah, and I because really. I was because I kept on getting black and white photography. Yeah, as yeah, exactly. Monochrome That's it. photography. Yeah. So I was just like, where? So and there's only a few. I think only found about three websites that were dedicated to yeah. um, stock photography that features black people. So something mm-hmm. simple like you know a black you know someone holding a you know a coffee mug. Mm-hmm. You want like a black hand in there? Yeah. It's yeah. actually quite hard to find. It's hard to find. It's actually harder to find than you think. And you spend a lot a lot of time for my church. I try to use stock photography sometimes. Yeah. And like I'm looking for a very specific picture, but it's so hard yeah. to find. If I wanted to find a picture of a black person in a Zoom meeting, it is hard to find. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just like you don't know what to search for. And if you put African American it's just going to bring up like the wrong kind of context and a lot yeah. of pictures might just be cheesy too. Yeah. So I, that's the kind of stuff I talk about on. Okay. On, that's very real. That's very yeah. real. Talk about the real stuff. There's one, it's going to be, it's going to trigger a lot of people because I'm also going to talk about money and how I lo- once lost to, I think about between 2000 and 3000 pounds on a project and I never wow. got paid. But wow. I might not be, uh, I might be targeted, so I'm not going to say any names. <laughs> That's very real. Because you know what? I think, especially for creatives, it's funny because now I'm in this um, unemployed space in my life. Mm. <laughs> um, I would, we need to give I, that a new name. Yeah. Let, what do we call it? Um, 
No, I, I'm, I'm calling Free. myself independent. I'm independent. In, I'm, so yes. I was, uh, I've been approached about doing some kind of like freelance type work. Yeah. And I have always worked for companies, mm-hmm. but I have no idea how to price myself. That means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, I, I will cover that. <laughs> yes. Oh, good. And that's one, one of the topics I'm very passionate about, actually. Yeah. I, I will cover because, that. you know, there was that whole thing about the influencer pay gap where mm. black influencers were being paid a lot less than mm-hmm. um, their white counterparts. Yeah. So I definitely think that we need to be open and honest because then you kind of like start to gauge like, okay, that's what the market rate is. Okay. Yeah. I know where I can pitch myself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We will look out for that. Okay. <laughs> Let's take a moment. Okay. So welcome back. So we're at the final part of the episode, Debbie. It is highlight of the week. <laughs> oh gosh. I completely forgot about that. Oh, oh my you, gosh. You know what? I normally remind people to like have one. Do you want me to go first? Yes, please. <laughs> okay. So let me cool. just explain. Highlight of the week is anything that me and my guest co-host want to bring a spotlight to, a shine to, highlight to it, listeners. So my highlight of the week is, I've got two. So my first one is I May Destroy You by Michaela Cole, the TV show. I want to watch that. Can I just say... Everyone needs to watch it. <laughs> okay. All right. So then. It's, it's such a strange show. So it's about, it's about sexual con- um, consent relationships, mm. which is such a topical topic right now because of all yeah. the things that have been going on. And I think it really opens up the conversation about, you know, what is consent and all of that is covered within the show plus through the lens of the black experience, but in a non-obvious way. Like, it's not right. like, oh, we're black, y'all. We're black, y'all. Mm. It's, just, <laughs> it's just, we are, and that's it. And it, yeah. and I feel like one of the things that I enjoy about the show is just how blackness is just normalized. Mm. So there's, you know, the background characters, you'll see like people of color and black people just doing their everyday life as they do in London. So it just feels very reflective of like how my world is. And then you have these um, interesting storylines like interwoven. So it's really good show. So mm. I would definitely recommend it. Um, so yeah, so I may destroy you on, you can watch it on BBC iPlayer and if you're in the States on HBO. Okay. So yeah. Do okay. You, are you ready to go? I can say my second one. Say a second one. I'm, I am processing it. Okay. So my second one is the, um, so it's a new side project that I'm doing. So I was just about saying that I'm going to take a break from podcasting. And then I started another podcast (laughs) (laughs) called the expansion pod, which is basically the podcasters podcast. Um, I think I put the trailer on my podcast feed and it's myself and Stavros Boss of ESN. And yeah. if you want to start a podcast or if you're a podcaster 
or you're mm. just interested in me and Stavros talking, <laughs> do listen because it's an interesting conversation. So we basically, we, we talk to each other and also podcasters about the whole audio space and just have a really honest conversation. Mm. So talks about some of the challenges that we face, things when they go wrong, when you have an awkward guest that's really horrible to you or someone doesn't show up, all of that, <laughs> we cover it all. So do listen to the Expansion Pod. Just search yeah. Expansion Podcasts on any podcast platform and you'll find us. I'll put a awesome. link in the podcast description. And Demi, you have to come on that podcast as well. I was about to invite myself anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't start a podcast about podcasts and not invite me. I've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, so, so yeah. come come and come and chat a little thing. Our I'll most recent very, episode, very we talked about what it's like to be a solo podcaster, which mm. you know about because mm-hmm. you have your own podcast. Yeah, um, and just the uh, reality and responsibility of having everything on you um, yeah. versus being part of a group mm-hmm. where you also you do know as well. Yeah, yeah you, <laughs> to, you know, every decision has to go through consensus with your other yeah. um, co-hosts. So, yeah. 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 For your podcast, uh, who, do you guys feel like you have like a Beyonce of the group? A Beyonce? Like, well, who's, the, the, who's the lead? <laughs> who's the lead? I, I don't know. I think it's between Elijah and I. Okay. But um, oh, I'm actually... Oh, yeah, I'm. I'm actually not that. I'm not that talkative. I'm the sort of person that directs the conversation. If you listen to the episodes, I direct the conversation a lot. Um, rather than if there's like three of us, I don't talk much. Okay. I ask the questions, whereas Elijah is the more vocal one, talking right. about his opinion and stuff like that. So um, that's something that we're also trying to figure out as well. Where because the reason we haven't released any episodes is because we're trying to figure out where we fit. Rather than just talking about timeline stuff. We don't just want to do that. No, I hear you. Yeah, so. Right, Demi, what is your highlight of the week? Cool. I've got a couple. Go for it. Okay, so the first one I'd like to highlight is a book. Okay. Um, It's called Quiet. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. Um, Quiet, the power of introverts in a world that can't stop talking. Oh, I like it already. Yeah. And for people like me who don't like to read, I listen to the audiobook. So <laughs> I love an audiobook as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, you, it's, can it's, lend, you can it's, lend people audiobooks. Can you? Yeah. Do you have Audible? Yeah. Yeah, you can. So you can borrow me the book if you finish reading it. Is it? Okay. Yeah, cool, yeah. Cool, cool. Look at me. I mean, he's like, <laughs> he's like, uh, okay, <laughs> I, I guess. I better, I better finish buying... <laughs> reading this book. <laughs> I got to finish it, man. I ain't finished it yet. Okay. So you gotta wait. Can you finish um, it? Yeah. You can lend it to me. It, I will. Um, it's a great book. It's um, written by an introvert, and she's basically gone to like all the people, all the people that are extra, extra, being an extrovert is seen as a the best quality in industry, in career, in mm. families, in religion, and all that kind of stuff. And when we look at the leaders of the world, we assume that they're extroverts. When in yeah. reality, a lot of them were introverts. Rosa Parks, massive introvert. Okay. She's a massive introvert. So like there's a lot of misconceptions about what introversy is. And um, like I mentioned last time I was here as well. Um, and it's a book about that. And as an introvert, listen to it. I get a bit emotional listening to it as well. Cause I'm just like, mm. wow. So I'm not a weirdo <laughs> and the strength in my introversion. Um, so it's not when that I one is better than the other. You, I knew you as mm. an introvert straight away. Really? I feel like we recognize each other. <laughs> it's funny because you know, when I met your brother, yeah 
um, when he came on the podcast. Um, yeah. What did we talk about? We talked about, <laughs> we talked about um, Diary of a Wannabe F Boy. Yeah, yeah. And you can see the difference. Yeah, yeah. We sound the same, but like our uh, the way he's, if we're in a party, he's the one yeah. going around to everyone and making them drink and playing yeah. games with everyone. I'm just in my corner talking to my yeah. one, two people and drinking the two. But it's the so. same with me and my sister. We yeah. we sound like similar. So a lot of people say yeah. we sound similar, but we are complete opposites to each other. <laughs> so she is like the extrovert versus me being yeah. the introvert. So I would just be like, okay, I'm, I've had enough now. I'll just leave the party. <laughs> and everyone would be like, where did you go? And I goes, I said I was leaving. <laughs> exactly. That's me. That's me. <laughs> so yeah. I get tired. Um, so quiet. It's a good book. Um, she's, okay. She has a, it's by Susan Kane, And she actually has a TED talk about being an introvert as well. It's nice to watch that first and then get the book. Um, very good TED talk. And um, the... And book. And um, the second thing is a podcast actually called Side Hustle Pro. I don't okay. know if you've heard of it. Um, Black lady um, going by Nikayla. Um, she makes money from her podcast and stuff. And it's like, she just, she drops so much knowledge. She interviews a lot of black business owners and things that she talks about how she started the podcast and how she started making money from her side hustle. Okay. So if you want, if you, yeah. So if you want to learn that. about side hustling, um if you want to know about making money and from your side hustle if you have a podcast and you want to make money from it you probably find that information there um you know like it's a very very good podcast I and mean, it's targeted at women but me as a man i find a lot of value in it as well oh i see so, men always invading our spaces but look, yeah i'm here know, to collect what can we do <laughs> i'm coming to collect come on please yeah so it's called side hustle pro Brilliant. And yeah. if you send me all the links, Demi, I will put them in the podcast description. Cool, cool, cool. As I will send them now. To you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep, yep, yep. There we go. Oh, cool. There you go. Brilliant. Okay, so we've come to the end of the podcast, um, Demi. Where can the good people find you? The good people and the bad people, yo, yeah. all y'all people, all, all your, all your in between, all your entangled people, all your <laughs> untangled, entangled, tangled, all you, all y'all people. Okay, you can find me at <laughs> my website is demiharper.com, um, and what I do is that I help creators pursue their passion and passion and not launch excellent business ideas. Um, and I update my Instagram. I'm very good um, with Instagram at the moment. So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Demi Harper. Um, and all the information you need is on there. Um, yeah. Brilliant. And as always, you can find Colour Out The Box on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. As I said, we're going on a small hiatus. Do go to the website, colouroutthebox.com. The blog is going to be constantly updated. We currently have a piece called Rediscovered by DJ Impulse, version one, Nathan, who talks about rediscovered hip-hop and R&B hits that we may have forgotten. Um, we also have a piece about parenting during lockdown and loads of other information. that, And also some kind of like fun stuff as well. Um, but yeah, do say subscribe, do tell a friend, tell a friend, share the podcast. And I will be back, I promise. 
<laughs> in no time at all with some amazing guests and content. Hey. Obviously, just as amazing as Demi. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, uh, thanks. I'm, I'm shining. I'm an introvert. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going yeah. to hide myself. Right he's, now. he's gone red as much mm-hmm. as a black man can. So. <laughs> so yeah, so until next time, I will see you guys soon. And Thanks. as I said, do keep listening and sharing the podcast. Thank Bye. you for having me. Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> oh, Thank you, Mo. <laughs> Always a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. That was you know fun. what? I told you we are like I could because we're awkward, awkward and um, funny. <laughs> and also, I like you because you're like I know that you're like a geek as well. So <laughs> I'm such a nerd. I'm such a nerd. I love I mean, it. I was just remembering yeah. our first like conversation with me. I don't. I think we went off into a whole like <laughs> Marvel movies. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, we're recording. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Cut all this stuff out. (laughs) (laughs) No one cares. (laughs) Apart from you.